thank you for joining us for episode 17 of The Lost Mine of Fandelver. We are so glad that you're back with us and would love for you to take a moment to invite any of your friends who are into Dungeons and Dragons, tabletop role-playing games, or who you think might enjoy this style of storytelling as well, or have an interest in the D&D and tabletop RPG scene. To take a listen to Fledgling's RPG, invite them, share a link to episode one with them, give them a chance to experience this adventure along with you. Now let's return to the session and see what the fledglings get up to next. continues along the forest and at this point you're about 15 miles east of Fandalen. Dang! You're deep in the vales of the Sword Mountain. So if we're just walking does that count as short rests or no? 15 miles won't get you long enough I don't think for... You walk like 4 miles per hour, 5 miles per hour that's 3 hours. Are you questioning the DM? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> I just worst. want that fire breath back. Not yet. We'll give it some time. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. It's a good question. It's fair. It's fair. If you were riding something, we might give it to you. So the terrain's not good enough for a short rest. Yeah. I, I gotta work a little bit. You're conscious, and you're kind of on edge still since you had come across the uh, zombies and skeletons there along the way. As you get closer to Wave Echo Cave, you can start to see the outline of the cave from a slight distance away now as the clearing starts to open up into the area. And I'll let you guys figure out how you approach this. Is there any water or is it clearing opened up? Is it marshland? What kind of land is it? It's kind of deserted terrain at this point as it goes from a little bit of tree cover closer to the cave, it becomes more more and more barren. I grab Gundren on the shoulder. I say, Gundren, before we walk in, you need to explain to us what we're walking ourselves into. What's our goal? It's to save your brothers, right? But what are we getting ourselves into? I need to make sure me and Fabian and Maos are, are safe, and we need to make sure we get your brothers out safely, and we need to make sure you can pay us when we're done with here. Well, we don't know exactly what we're walking into because we don't know who all or what all is has overtaken this mine. Obviously, they sent some of their companions to capture me to entomb me, but you were able to rescue me then. So I'm sure, I'm sure between the three of you, we'll be able to make our way in through here and dispel of whoever has overrun this mine. We think in five guys, 20 guys. Are there even guys? We just saw zombies. How many brothers are there again? Two, two, two of my brothers, I believe, have been taken here. Were they short and fat like you? Yes. They were also dwarves. 
Yes. Your family must have bad luck. You guys, you guys are always getting taken. <laughs> but more money for us, mother. That is the hope. This mine can be a gold mine. Literally speaking. Um, is Black Spider in here? Did we know that? Yeah, we do know that. I don't know why, but I He's in right the now. cave. Mm-hmm. Black Spider, because Cragmaw Cave, we heard them talking. Didn't you hear people talking Someone in the kitchen? Us, yeah. mm-hmm. Black Spider is that way of Echo Cave. That's right. I heard them talking in the kitchen. So we know Black Spider's in here. Does anybody know how to kill a Black Spider? Is this like a big spider, a little spider? Be a like gang name. Is it even a spider? Gundren. We haven't seen many of them on our quests or journey right now. What are we doing, guys? Okay, so Gundren reiterates that the mine, it was known for its mineral wealth, but also its magical properties. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the ability to kind of enhance what was brought into it. And at that, you see the entrance or what looks like the pathway to this cave. Are we just going in? Is there any... Have you? When's the last time you've been to this cave, Gundren? Oh, I cannot recall. Do you remember what it looks like in there? I've been through such an ordeal recently. I'll suck it up. As a druid, I can sense that, there, that he speaks <clears throat> the truth. There are lots of magic to this cave. This natural wonder. Can I do divine sense? Yeah, so I walk up to the cave. I kind of, like, as we're talking, I kind of walk my way up to the cave, and I, at the entrance of the cave, I kind of try to sense the divine okay. Celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet. And you don't sense any of that within 60 feet of no the entrance evil. where you're at. There were skeletons and zombies, fellow travelers, but I don't sense any within the immediate entrance of this mine. It doesn't mean... see anything. (laughs) Do I see anything? Can I peer in? So, as you come up to the cave, you can see kind of this one tunnel leading in. It's probably about... Are we drawing? Draw, please. This helps me. It looks like it's probably about 35 foot into the cave before it begins to open up at that point. You can't really tell what's in there because the light kind of dissipates into darkness in there. Can you still do your little flame blade? I'm not going <laughs> to use my magic for that. For that, I will just use my torch. Why don't all you go ahead of me and I'll bring up the rear and make sure no one follows us. Gundren. Has Gundren been into inside this cave? Not in a long time. Not in a long time through, that he can He's been remember. through so much. He's so worried. Awesome. He doesn't remember. Gundren, I suggest that you should go first then since you've been here before. Gundren kind of slowly hobbles forward. Okay, so guys, remember, there might be a big black spider in here, or a guy guys. named a black spider, and we need to get Nundro and Tharden out safely. Should I turn? I think I'm going to turn into a wolf. In a cave? Why don't you turn into a bat? Because can't dogs see in the dark? I don't know, can I? We can say that wolves have I've dark been. vision. You have dark vision. Mm-hmm. But he's in the back. You know, he's trying to be stealthy. Is, <laughs> is he wearing his invisible cape again? Is it dark in there for you? I can never be stealthy in caves, so I will watch the rear. Yeah. <laughs> is it dark in there? Yes, it's yeah. very dark. There is no light. Turn into a bat. A vampire. I could turn into a spider. I did that once before. Yeah, I've done that. Bats can't even see anything. 
Do you want, yeah, do you want me to turn into a spider no, and, no. and crawl up and crawl all the way up through the top of the tunnel? But yes, turn into a wolf and let's get going. Turn into a wolf. Using my wild shape. Gundren will follow you, and I will be right behind Gundren. So yes, we've moved up. I guess I don't want to spin. So I'm in front of Gundren now? Yeah. Okay. You've got night vision, dude. Why would we not put you in front? Yeah. So this You're is gonna see are. some things, but you won't really have the ability to I communicate can, I can howl. those things. Ooh, growl, right? Fabian, Fabian. Yes, here. I'm gonna send you what you see. Fabian, bark once for good and we're good to go. Bark two or more times if there's bad things in front of you. Two ones. You just made that super complicated. Fabian, <laughs> 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 as you're walking forward, you need to bark two or more times if we are in danger. So I'm sending you what you see. Okay. And then I know my bite's four. Is that four damage or is that plus four the hit? Probably like, do I not get damage? Four yeah. damage? Yeah. I don't get any extra. Like, right. Okay. Correct. You're a wolf, man. You don't have flame blade. Can you do flame blade as a wolf? Mm. Probably don't have hands, so you can't really grab a flame blade. But <laughs> yeah, does he really even? The end. Does he even grab it? Because it's it dissipates and disappears when he lets go. He'll just come up his tail. His tail gets on fire. <laughs> You're kind of in front. Is it like a small tunnel? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty narrow. You're in front, man. We're following you. No droppings up there, Fabian. What, what is it, Wolf? Gundren says. And we walk. Well, Gundren follows the wolf forward. We all do. Yeah, we all do. There we go. <laughs> oh, wait. It's supposed to open up. Go in. Yeah. And so Gundren. Follows the the wolf forward, follows Fabian forward, and all that you guys hear is just this gasp, and then these muffled sobs as Gundren falls to the ground. Can I see anything? How close are you right now? Are you like creeping forward to whatever the opening was? Yeah. So gasp. I'll send the same thing to you that DJ has since you have night vision and you're looking now. What's going on, guys? Fabian, bark if there's something dangerous going on right now. Are you okay? Did he eat something? But can I, I mean, I can't really smell I'm a dragon. And so, Maos, you can share what you'd like to share from what you see. What's going on, Maos? I'm just gonna pull out my lantern. He's had a lantern this whole time. And has <laughs> <laughs> so as the light fills this part of the cavern, as Maos pulls that out, the entrance tunnel leads to a large cavern supported by a natural pillar of rock and containing three stalagmites. In the western part of the cave, behind the column of rock, are three bedrolls and a heap of ordinary supplies, sacks of flour, bags of salt, casks of salted meat, Lanterns, flasks of lamp oil, pickaxes, shovels, and other gear. Amid the supplies, you see the body of a dwarf miner, dead for at least a week. The northeastern section of the cavern has collapsed, forming a 10-foot-wide, 20-foot-deep pit. A sturdy hemp rope is tied off around a nearby stalagmite and dangles down the side of the pit, at the bottom of which is a rough-hewn tunnel heading northeast and east. 
Gundren looks up at this point and says, this was campsite for the rock seekers. This is my brother, Tharden. I'm so sorry. Nundra was here as well. He's not here with Tharden at this point. That's supposed to be the pit. The pit is like massive. <laughs> you said yeah. 10 feet? 10 feet. 20 feet deep. Yeah. Right, 20 feet deep, yeah. I go um, pull some covers over his body and uh, shall we take a moment and give him a proper burial or shall we go try to find your other brother? While you're that close to him, give me a perception check. Immediately as you're pulling this over Arden's body, you notice something suspicious about his boots that he's wearing. You see that they're much too big for what you could wear, but oddly, you have this feeling that they would fit Fabian's feet very well. I'm not sure that we have time for that right now. If we can just place him in a safe spot as is, as we look for my other brother who might still have a chance of being alive, we can come back to Tharden and give him his proper burial at that time. Most definitely, we will. <laughs> and can, I, can I start biting his legs and moving them a little bit? or You no. can try, yeah. <sighs> Petrogan, on the other hand. As the wolf is pulling at Tharden's legs, he kind of accidentally knocks the boots off of his feet as he's pulling. It turns out they were much too big for Tharden himself, and they slid off relatively easily. Gundren, I mean no disrespect, but I see... Your brother had on some strange boots. I don't understand what they are, but uh, my friend Fabian, I, I want to, it looks like they're a perfect fit. I'm going to take them, but not out of disrespect for your brother. And Gundren looks at you and says, if you believe that they'll be useful, then anything we can do to survive this quest will be much appreciated. So do as you must. I'm going to take them off and try to put them on here. As you put them on, you can tell immediately that as you try to walk, they just continuously fall off, completely off of you. But as you kind of stumble out of them at one point, you hear almost like a like a sword being unsheathed, but from your feet. You don't see anything that had happened, but you hear that sound of blade on a sheath, and it piques your interest. Those look too big for you. Let me try them yeah. on. Yeah, I pop out of them. I, I transform back into myself. I'm no longer a wolf. I try them on. I'm no longer a wolf. Hey, those on. shoes! Those shoes look like they fit my feet. Oh. <laughs> I try them on. No, I'm already turned and I'm closer to him. I grabbed those shoes from him. Let me try. It's whatever he wants that to happen. I was gonna try the button. Yeah, he tries them on. I would like to try the button. That's fine. Let him try it on. So Petrogan steps into one of the boots and starts to walk. And while they aren't quite as loose as they were on Mayos, he does actually take a little bit of a stumble and give me a Constitution saving throw. Oh shoot! Five plus two. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Since I'm back in my Goliath form, I will use my cantrip, and my cantrip is guidance. You touch one willing creature once before the spell ends. The target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to one ability check of its choice. Mm -hmm. Ability check or saving throw? 
We'll count it. We'll let it. Four. So nine plus two. Eleven. So eleven. Okay. So as you're kind of stumbling in these boots, you actually fall forward and your feet come directly out of the boots. But you do like somersault roll out of it and you're able to stand up unharmed. But as you look back, the boots are on their toes and there are blades coming out of it into the ground, keeping them held there, is what you tripped over as you went forward. Well, they don't fit me either. Faven, these might fit you. Ah, yes. I put them on my feet. Ooh, these are comfy. Your brother had great taste in shoes there. Yes, these boots that you have found are boots of deceptive strength. It gives you... Better be kicking. You're not going to find this in your... You're going to have to create a custom item for it. It gives you deceptive strength. Yes. It gives you plus two to attack and it will attacks. No, with that. So it can be used as part of an unarmed strike. So they don't count as weapons. They're simply your, your unarmed strike and it will add two D six of piercing damage to that attack. So he used to just do five or six with his unarmed strike. Now he's doing two D sixes plus two. Oh, man. Uh, no, the plus two is to the attack, to his yeah. to his roll. And then he would do whatever your unarmed strike is. Is it five six. damage, six damage, plus two d6 piercing damage? Whoa, whoa, on top whoa, of whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Let me go back. <laughs> what? Okay, so do I get the hit dc from an unarmed strike too on top of that too? Yes. So that's goes, what your plus two is. Yes. And then nine. the plus two damage is six. And then that's, so that's six. Plus 2d6. Plus 2d6. Holy cow. You better be kicking, boys. I'm gonna be kicking everybody. Yes. They have knives in them. Yeah. So kind of in the toes of them as you kick forward, they slice out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They fit you. Stay away from me. Can I also, I mean, I don't need to. I have splatter climb and all those other abilities because I'm mountain born, but could technically I could use them to climb up a wall? I mean, you could try. No promises on what happens, but you could try. You don't want to break off your... Yeah, I, I, think, can... the, I think the DM wants you to kick people more often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I plan on it. So the only way we see forward is in this pit. We have to go down. Right, is that the only way? You still have your lantern out, right? Yeah. Do you want me to mold earth and make it into stair steps? Like or... a little slide? Or a slide, or I can raise it up to us. I'd prefer stair steps, please. All right, I will use mold earth. Did Gundren stand up yet? To create. <laughs> yeah, Gundren. Did he pass out because he saw his dead brother? No, but he is inconsolable at the moment. Oh, are we going to move forward without him? Let's put him on this other bed here, right next to his dead brother. Does that mean? <laughs> put him next to the third bed. Is that fair? I'll just pick him up and <laughs> I mean, toss him on the bed. Yeah, we don't want him to die. Put me down. But we don't. Put me down. We can't really take him with us if he's annoying. And I can go. I can go. Okay. My other brother might still be alive. I can go. Gundren, or Gundren, are you good in this cave? Can you see and move around well in this cave? I see. It's pitch black. Do you mind? Not an elf. If you cannot see. Can I pick him up and put him on my back? And he's like, I like he's kind of like a baby on my back. I mean, you picked him up once. I, I don't see why not. All right, he's now on my back. Hey, Gundren, do me a favor. I know you might be weepy-eyed, 
but just pull out your crossbow and sit on my back so I can never have an opportunity attack on me. <laughs> we just created a super person. <laughs> yes! Just slash him on the sword. Yes, I will, he will ride with me. We are together. <laughs> and I'm going to put, put out lantern before we get to Okay. And I, I made the stairs, right? Yeah. yeah. So you've got down kind of into the pit. That's what you, you have to say that every time. Well, I, I Sometimes I change it up because that was for stairs. Maybe I want to just make a big circle come up. I'm like, you never know. What language is that? Druid. So as you've You've climbed down into this pit, correct? Well, we'll you be on the walk stairs. down the pit. Right, right, right. You made the stairs to yes. go down. Correct. As you look around, so you see a tunnel, two separate tunnels, one heading northwest and one heading east in this pit. Sabian's going down first with your little guy on your back. <laughs> Carrying Gundren. Or do, I, or do I need to go first? He has the torch. Yeah, I you should go out. first. Will you put it out? Or you have the lantern. You have the night vision, is what you have. Yeah. I can go ahead. I'm just stay a little bit behind me so I can sneak through this cave. Okay, and then I'll go in the middle because you got the guy on your back watching. Yeah, watching with the crossbow. And I'm going to stealth forward. Okay, and give me a perception check if you're going forward. 13. 13. You feel a general pull towards the east, but you can't understand why. Okay. This way, just follow me. Stay behind. We go east. Okay. So many tunnels intersect at this natural 30-foot high cavern. The walls are carved with simple reliefs showing dwarf and gnome miners hard at work. Below them, nearly two dozen skeletons in rusted scraps of armor are scattered across the cavern floor. Some are dwarf skeletons, while others are orc remains. Half a dozen large brass lanterns stand in niches or on ledges around the cavern, but none are lit. Is that our room we just went in? Yeah. So like and we're all we're all in this room. If you followed him. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we did. Yeah. Sorry. How big was the room? So it, it's not very wide, but it seems like a longer intersection of multiple tunnels. With the light, you can't really see exactly what's going on with it. Mayos, you'd have a better idea of kind of the outlook of it. And actually, if you kind of want to look at this specific section right here over there, you can get an idea of what's going on in this room. In three? Yeah. That's true. Then I lead them towards the north tunnel. Okay. And Let's go deeper into the mines. What are each of your passive perceptions? 10. 14. 14. Okay. Petrogan, you are singled out as a swarm of sturges fly towards you. Sturges? What's a sturge? It's like a tiny flying beast. So there are about 10 of them flying in your direction that you don't notice right away as they take or they attempt an attack on you. Now, Maos and Faven, you both hear them as they're coming in. So I'll give you guys a reaction as they're darting towards Petrogan. These are tiny flying beasts. All I can do is shoot the arrow at the closest one. Do you want to go first or do you want to go first? You go first. 
Then, as I see this, I use one of my spells called uh, Warding Wind, which is self 10 feet. Are you 10 feet away from me? Okay. So yeah, it's you like, kind of went ahead a little bit. Too. So it's 10 feet around me and my boy. And a strong wind 20 miles per hour blows around you in the 10 foot radius and moves and moves with you, remaining centered on you. The wind lasts for the spell's duration. The wind has the following effects. It defends you and the other creatures in the area. It extinguish unprotected flames, gas. It, the area is difficult terrain for creatures other than you. The attack rolls of ranged weapons attacks have a disadvantage, and if the attack passes in or out of the wind. So if it basically if it attacks me, it has disadvantage. Gotcha. Or anyone for, in your party within the 10 feet? Yeah, so it's like, it just says range self, so if you're... Like, he's on my back, yeah. and it's 10 feet around me. So anyone in that 10-foot radius. Okay. So am I getting whipped with a little windstorm right now? Well, it's not, it's not doing, you know, you're just feeling 20 miles an hour winds. Yeah. But right. these so are what the little, surges look like, yeah, but just so like, you have... Like, little flying so. creatures that should do something. Yeah. Right, but I'm not in, like, the eye of the storm. I'm no, like, I'm the eye of the storm. Right, so I'm not, like, close enough to you? I don't know. It depends. 10-foot radius. If that's only five feet away from me, then you would be in it. Yeah, so Petrogan's in it, but Mayo's Oh, but I'm in it. Right but I'm now. in it, so it's still difficult for me to move. Doesn't know what that said. No, ten foot around me, so like, it's a ten foot like. Yeah, it's covering you, but it's covering like twenty you. mile an hour. You're not, in, you're not in it. You, you're in it. You're not in the wind. You're yeah. like kind of in the eye. So it's like the eye of a storm. Yeah. Like, Sorry, I thought that was going to cover you too. <laughs> <laughs> and so, since. These Sturges can't get the jump on Petrogan because of this reaction from Fabin. This gives Maos an opportunity here to do something before they kind of turn and do anything. I'm going to just shoot Longbow, the closest one I can see at disadvantage, I guess. Okay. 15. 15 will hit. Nice. Nice. 7. 7? Damage. 2. One of them. Is that a swarm? Like there's two Yeah, there's count. ten of them. And so I'm gonna say that that rips through four of them and knocks them down. <laughs> because they're flying tightly clustered together. So as you fire, you take out a few of those. So we, there's six of them still up, and they're gonna dive bomb kind of right at you. And they're gonna use blood drain. And that's gonna be a nine. That disadvantage, right? Oh, yeah. Because of the wind. Because of the wind. So, yeah, nine. Does it hit? It's just like one? No, they're attacking as a swarm, basically. Yeah. So, we're into initiative now. So, if you each want to roll a d20. Nice. 19. 18. Six. <laughs> So during these initiatives, can I <laughs> does talking to people does that have, does that count as an action? It's been such a long. No, time. no, you can chat. Okay, so if I'm like you know because the wind's going a little bit louder, if I'm like Mayos, do you want protection? I think I'm good for a bit. Okay. So Fabian, you can go ahead and make your first attack here. So. And these are monsters, not animals. I will not try to be friends with them. They're tiny beasts. Okay. Since they're a swarm of them, and I'm not going to try to, like, move that. I mean, I guess I could try to move closer to you, but you don't, you don't want to shoot arrows through the wind. So I'm going to just use Frostbite 
which is a bonus cantrip. Okay. Which is you cause numbing frost to form on creature that you see within range. The target must be a constitution saving throw. On a fail save, the target takes 1d6 cold damage and has a disadvantage on the next weapon's attack roll it makes before the end of its turn. Okay, so con save. Or do you have to roll an attack for it? I think it it says frostbite, range is 60 feet. Yeah. Hit is constitutional save 12. Okay. And then effect is 1d6. Rolled an 11, con plus zero, so it's an 11. Sweet. So it hits. Yep, so that hits. That's your eight. That's my eight. Give me six. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) I'm tripping. 1d6, frost damage. Four. Yeah, four. Plus frost damage, so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so now they're windy and they're cold. Well, I don't know. They live in a cave, maybe. Yeah, it's probably cold already. I'm going to say that that takes down another uh, two of those. And all I had to do was look at them. <laughs> well, don't you have to... So there's four of them left the now. Petrogan, that brings you up right now. I kind of just want to put my shield up over my head and kind of just... So you're going to, like, hold your attack? Yeah, and we'll just call that right Wait now. defensively? Yeah, I've got my shield on this uh-huh. time. I've just got my long sword and my shield. Not my not my other not my morning star. Okay. And then actions attack, cast a spell, dash, disengage, dodge, grapple, help. Yeah, I'm just gonna grab my shield, kinda hold it over my head and just hold. Okay. The Sturge seeing this swoops down at Maos once again with blood drain. Or and it's still disadvantage. In the wind. Is the wind still going? Yeah, it goes for 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> so that is a 14. Misses. Okay, and they dive past you once again, missing everything that happened. Okay, I'm going to just try, I'm going to stay in the same spot and try to shoot another arrow at the largest cluster I can see of them. Okay. So oh, that's dang. 23 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. What's the damage on that? Eight. Eight? That takes out three more of the Sturges. So there's just one left swooping around right here. And Gundren pulls out his longbow and fires a natural 20 at this, hitting the Sturge directly. This is a damage, though. It's just the, it said ranged attacks are disadvantaged. Okay, it's not natural 20, but it's still a not that I want it, but... 21 dirty. We'll just let yours still stand anyway. But that attack from Gundren, from atop Faven's shoulders, <laughs> he pulls off a great hit to knock that last surge out of the air, nice. uh, sending it flying to the ground. And that clears this room of those surges. I close my wind. My concentration is back focused again. Okay, great job. My hair is all over the floor. <laughs> Do you still have your, your robe on? It didn't fly off of you? Yes. Uh, well, a heads up would have been nice, but we prevailed, I guess. Sorry, I'm uh, still learning some of my druid abilities, and I thought you would have been closer. I could have got you in the middle of the storm. My fault, Maos. It's okay. It's press on. Gundren, good shooting again, my friend. I love you on my shoulders. <laughs> Thanks, Papa. <laughs> Where do we go now? 
Let's push northward this way. Just again, be quiet. I'm going to stealth ahead. Gundren kind of pipes up a little bit here and he says, the last time I was here, I, I have some memories and and the eastern side of the cave is familiar to me. We can go north if you want, but something's pulling me in, in the eastern direction. East it is. I was just picking because no one else would. Why don't you go ahead first? Yes. You know this place. Gundren, jump off my back. No, giddy up, Papa. That was weird, Gundren. Now you're definitely getting off my back. I take him and remove him like a baby and place him on the ground. And he and smack him on his butt and say, "Good walk, keep get to walking." And great job with that crossbow. You you really are something else. Gundren looks around and asks if anyone has a light so that he can actually see where he's heading. Pull out a candle. <laughs> I give him a candle out of my arms box. Could someone light this for me? <laughs> get your flame sword out. No, <laughs> not right now. Oh, it's like a magical thing. Yeah. Is there a sense I'm a fire dragon is there a way I can and light it without using my yeah, but it has to be out of your bum <laughs> <laughs> is there a way I can just it's just one candle yeah let's say that you can uh, I, give I, a little I, sniffle okay. <laughs> and I, oh there's lanterns literally behind us in the room they're not lit though they're all there's like the lan- there's the lanterns <laughs> on the wall but they're not lit but you will have hot but wax you, going down your hand well, I gave it to Gundren. And he can see five feet now. <laughs> five feet and then five more feet of dim light. <laughs> that is true. So slowly... He doesn't have to use it. Walking towards the east now. Gundren, use that candle to light my torch. Okay, now he can see 20 feet <laughs> radius with a dim light because I'm behind him now. Okay. Walking together. Perfect. Him with his candle in hand, mine with the torch behind him. <laughs> As you continue to the east, uh, slowly walking through, ensuring that you're paying attention to your surroundings in this dim light, you notice dense carpets of weird fungi cover large sections of the floor in this cavern. The growth includes puffballs a foot across, weird shelf fungus growing on stalagmites, and large stalks and caps a good five feet tall. Some of the puffballs glow with an eerie green phosphorescence. So as you've entered into this next How big is this cavern? It looks like it continues past where the dim light can be seen. So So greater than 20 feet. I've seen caves like this before, only in my memories. But never have I seen a cave like this in person. There must be moisture coming from somewhere to grow such fungi. Like an underground river? Maybe a well? Do you hear anything? People with big ears? With my druid abilities to be close with nature and talk to animals and spirits and things like that, I feel like there's definitely moisture. I don't know if it's a full-blown river or not. We're not that close yet. So you hear this kind of rhythmic pounding almost like an intense ocean wave crashing against the beach, slamming up against stone. Distance that it's coming from, all you hear is that low pitch rumble of it. You can tell that it's not nearby, and you can't tell exactly what it is, but you can tell that there's something off about it. 
How do you attempt to proceed in this cavern? I'm behind you guys. I'm just following ah, y'all. I love water. Gundren, walk first, and I will walk behind you. <laughs> no, I will. I will walk no, through. I will to, walk through. We need to send the Goliath. First. I will walk through this. Yeah, I'm more than a Goliath. I'm a druid. We don't want and this. Is a magical cave? I can sense it. We don't want our money man to be dying. Gundren follows behind, and I, and I follow behind Gundren. I can hear the water. It's close. And Mayos, what do you do? I'm just hang back a little bit. Okay. So everyone except Mayos make a constitution saving throw. DC 11. Gundren gets a one. DC 11? Yeah. Come on, baby. Nine plus two. So that's 11. 11. 19. So Gundren's the only one out of this that's affected, and he becomes poisoned from (gasps) this fungi that's in this cavern. How you feeling, Gundren? Gundren, you don't look so well. Did you just throw up? (laughs) Yes. Did you get into my rat poison? And my backpack? (laughs) I don't think I was in your backpack. Hmm. Guys, what happened up there? Should I follow? Should I stay here? As Gundren's vomiting, says, make sure to cover up your mouth. Do not breathe. And let's get through here as fast as we can. And we get, I continue to walk towards the water. And so we're heading north right now. Yes. And I kind of push Gundren along with him. As Gundren's puking his guts through there. I'm walking towards the water. I'm following Gundren. Gundren's kind of stumbling at this point. Does anyone want to give him a potion of healing? I only have one. <laughs> the potions of healing heal. I can't even heal myself if I wanted to. You know, heal poisons. You could lay your hands on them and heal them to neutralize a poison. Did you know that? <sighs> it's not even a spell slot. It is a spell slot. For me, it's a spell slot. Yes. <laughs> it's not a cantrip. Oh, so when I lay my hands... Yeah, yeah, use that spell slot. Uh, I just said no. I just have a pool of healing power. That's dope. I don't. This is. I'm not. When I'm reading my my healing abilities, it's not saying poison on there. It just says cure. You don't have lay on lay hands. Mm-hmm. I have cure wounds, and you don't then have I have healing hands. word, and I have cure wounds. Gosh dang it! I don't have a healing hands. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's poisoned. I mean, I guess you. I mean, he looks. He's throwing up. Kind of puking. Okay. Yeah, I think he even said I'm poisoned. Do we know how he got poisoned? I don't want to heal him, and then. I'm assuming this fungi because he didn't eat anything. So I we know. Need to keep moving. Move the, faster. I am moving. I'm moving right now. Move. I'm going to where the water is. We're going to the water. So yeah, as you can hear, Gendron's stumbling forward, and he kind of falls against a wall. On Earth, I want to heal him, but I don't know if I heal him if he's going to get poisoned again just by the air. Will he get poisoned again by the air? If it's tough to tell. All right, it's tough to tell. Well, I'm gonna just go ahead and heal him so that even if he, if I don't heal the poison, at least he's gonna be doing a little bit better. That'd so, be nice of you. Okay. I'm gonna use, I feel like, uh, cure wounds. So I'm gonna touch him. For how much? The creature you touch regains a number of hit points equal to 1d8 plus your spell casting ability mod- modifier. So that's two. Four, six. Six, okay. And there's my spell. So 
as he does that, he's leaning against the wall in this room and starts to feel better from that. He's not completely over whatever was happening to him, but he is feeling better on the whole. As he's leaning against this wall, Gundren looks up and he sees glittering minerals in the ceiling of this large cavern. The light catches it and sends it back to create an impression of a starry night sky in the ceiling. Dozens of skeletons, many crushed under fallen debris, are scattered across the floor. The cave is large enough that it contains two freestanding structures. Each of these stone buildings is proportioned for human use, as opposed to the dwarf-sized doorways and furnishings you've seen elsewhere in the mines. Both structures have battered and blackened masonry walls. Their double doors cracked and scorched. The cavern is divided by an escarpment into which a flight of stairs has been cut. Passages lead out of this area to the north, south, and west. As he's leaning up against this wall, Gundren kinda falls against one of these cracked doors in the side of the wall in this cavern, and he kinda stumbles into this room that's adjacent to the cavern. Dust, ash, walls blackened by fire, and heaps of debris beneath the sagging ceiling show that this room was damaged by a destructive blast. The furnishings, tables, chairs, bookshelves, beds, are charred and splintered, but otherwise well-preserved. A scorched iron chest stands near the foot of one of the beds. I start to walk Gundren towards that chest. Are there any people in here? Anybody? Anything? Are you looking around? How are you deciphering this? Yeah, I'm kind of seeing him as... You said we're in a room? He fell into the room, so yeah. I, I touched him to yeah. heal him, and then he leaned up against this wall and then fell into the door into the wall. Yeah. And so I kind of follow him through there, Okay. kind of look around in this room as I'm pushing him towards this chest that I see. Okay. About to. I kind of want to wait to see what happens. Then, Can, hey, come I on, walk guys, in come in here and open the chest. <laughs> touch the chest immediately. Do you touch the chest immediately? No, I don't touch the chest immediately. You just you know, I, I, go, I go, hey, we should open this chest right here. That's what I say. And you hear this faint whisper just from somewhere within the room. Us. Just you for now. Okay. This faint whisper that says, Dares approach my treasure. Sounds like the billabong thing again. Do you guys hear that? I don't hear anything. I'm just tending to Gundren. You guys don't hear that? I'm going to do like every... I hear your loud breathing. Every sensible person, and I'm going to take one step back, slightly where I'm in the middle of the doorway, because I just heard a voice, y'all. I don't know if it was God, but it said, don't touch that chest. I'm going to peek in the doorway, like, beside him, and try to look for anything alive. What is it that you search for? Maos and Fabin hear that. Reveal yourself. What is it? Who are you? I am Ormask, the Wraith. Did we fight before, Maos? Did we fight the Wraith? Or what was that demon thing long ago? That was a Nothic. Yes. Oh, oh that was a Nothic. I remember that because he almost killed me. Yes, that was and Petrogan, what are you doing? I'm kind of holding up. You said not to touch the chest? Me and Maos just heard, heard a voice, and it was a wrath? Wraith. Wraith? A wraith. Do you know what a wraith is? I haven't seen one. 
I have heard of them, but I'm not exactly sure what All they are. I know is I'm ready for a battle. And Petrogan, have you entered the room? Or I've entered just... the room. I'm, okay. kind of, I'm kind of helping him stumble towards one of those. You said there were tables? Yeah. Yeah. So we're stumbling towards it. As you enter the room, all of you hear this voice, and it says, Your presence is offensive to me. Your life you forfeit. My treasures are mine alone, not yours to plunder. Well, I'm not really afraid of anything, but I'm not sure we should be in here. I'm going to be honest with you guys. This is, I mean, like, this isn't my house, so. But this will be our mine one day. As you guys are discussing this, he pipes up again. But what is this? From one of you, I sense an ancient magic yet to mature. What are you hiding? He's probably talking about me. Us dragonborns are the lovely ancient race. I just yell, reveal yourself. Do you step forward? I step forward. Do you, what did you just say? Reveal yourself and just yell. And then I just scream. Ah! So you see this kind of wispy image of this ancient looking like for lack of a better word like magician type individual not fully solid like you can tell that there's something odd about this he's not necessarily corporal he's not physical at this moment but he steps forward kind of floating (laughs) it's a Rolls Royce (laughs) right it's a little different he steps forward and approaches like, a spellcaster, yes, that's a good call. <laughs> that's but that's much dark more ancient uh, and no, fiendishly looking. Like, more like Harry Potter, right? Yeah, like, uh, kind of like, like a, a Death Eater Death. type of yeah. style look to him. Yeah, 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 that's the one. Tools? But he approaches Petrogan and looks at him and says, You've had knowledge and a history of this magic, haven't you? We are an ancient race that have long lived and have dominated lands and kingdoms before, yes. Have you studied any magic? My family used to run a business, and my dad and my grandfather have taught me some things, yes. But you yourself have not spent the time to study. What is it that you want? You remind me of a younger, less handsome version of myself. I don't care about how handsome I am. There's great potential within you. Thank you. Now, what is your reason for talking to us? As you take a look around my treasures in here... And I look around. You'll notice that there are a number of spell books, arcane pieces, much to do with my knowledge and abilities over the years. Are you telling me that I have no ability anymore to touch or hold these treasures? I've been waiting for the right individual to pass some of this information on to. Have you ever considered taking the time to develop your skills as a wizard? I grow in my knowledge of spellcasting and wizardry in order to help people. If you are saying that I can have these spell books or learn these ways after we get Gundren's brother Nundro, I would be very interested in learning more. Do you use these spells? Did you use these spells for good or for evil? I do not believe in good or evil. Well, I do. 
I only do things to help others and to bring peace and prosperity to my lands. It does sound like the ramblings of a young child who does not understand how the world works yet, but I see a passion within you. I would like to foster. Well, after we save Nundro, I'll make sure to come back and learn some the wise ways from you. Are you a friend or a foe? I exist. <laughs> Great. I have. Do I get to take any of the other spell books with me? For you. And Thurith gestures towards a scroll that's sitting under one of the tables in the room. He says, Take this and also feel the magic as it builds within you. And so, as this, you actually begin to multi class at this point. You gain one level in wizard right now. So you can add level one wizard stats to your character. And in your items, you uh, grab that. I'm assuming you're taking the scroll, which he gestured to. Yes. (laughs) And you see that is a scroll of comprehend languages. So now I can comprehend your dramatic language. Oh, that's a one-time use. You should have opened the, the thing. No, I wasn't going to open it. I have... Jump in the order. Scroll of Comprehend Languages. Good for you, man. There are no items you know, like a race. <laughs> Suck up. <laughs> Did we just hear that whole conversation? Yes. Petrovian. Yes. You're really going to take something from this thing? If he said he reminds you of himself, you want to become like this wraith? A ghost of future's past? That's pretty dope. I don't think my path will ever end up like this wraith's, but I will take this scroll and look forward to growing in my magical abilities to help save others. And hopefully they never things never happen to others the way it happened to my wife and child. Again with the wife and child, always when we're in caves. <laughs> This one. I have a question. Is the Wraith still there? Yes. Wraith, have you always been a Wraith or how did you become one? Was this because of your magical skill use? You have no magic within you whatsoever. And you can't touch me. Let me pick a fight with this guy. As I do this. moves forward towards you and dives directly through you, leaving a shuddering chill in your body. Oh, I haven't felt that close to cold in a long time. I put my hands on Gundren and I heal him. Five for the poison and then three more. Now you want to touch this guy. Gundren thanks you for that. Yes. He's feeling quite well <laughs> tell me, now. Tell me how you got into this room when I was touching him and then he fell into the wall. How did you get the room before I followed him? You and I was, gun. I followed him in and I was going to no, touch. No, you did not follow. How can you follow him? I'm going like this and then he leans against the wall and I'm right there seven something foot tall. How did you get past me into the room first? Tell me this. I, you son of a gun. He said he fell and all I said was, uh-huh. yes, I followed him in the room. Yeah. And then no. After you, you convinced me to heal him to begin with. You heard he would be dead right now without me. You literally, and now you're the magical one. You can you, go back. You're the chosen one, King Arthur. You son of a gun. This is how every single person felt right before or right after King Arthur in line when he's pulling off the sword. I loosened it for you. 
You literally heard the voice and you said, I take a step back. No, and I then, didn't. You said you entered the room first and you saw the chest and then I wasn't going to steal that chest from you. And then I wasn't going to be that guy. <laughs> you stepped back. I don't know. I didn't ask for the wraith. I was scared of the wraith, to be honest. Oh, it didn't seem like it. Because you're a mighty race. You're right. I don't, I'm not scared of anything. Yeah. Petrogan has begun to multi-class. What did the Wraith mean by what he said to Petrogan? What is it that he wants to foster? Fabin doesn't seem too happy about all of this. He's curious about how Fabin ended up being the one in there before him. Mayo still seems mostly in this for himself. What's going to happen with Gundren and Nundro? You'll have to come back for Session 7, Episode 18 of Fledglings, The Lost Mine of Fandelver, and find out what happens there. <laughs>